So maybe you got a great idea for a business. You want to start selling products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner and you're looking for new customers. Maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy. That's right, GoDaddy wants to help you succeed online. Right now, GoDaddy is offering a .com domain for just $1.49. That's right, $1.49. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code JIM149 to get your $1.49.com. Some limitations apply. See website for details. This is the Jim Cren No Restrictions Podcast. We're coming to you nationwide. We are coming to you worldwide on the Sideshow Network. It's Mike Wysocki, Terry Jones, Mike Sasson, and here's your host, radio and comedy legend. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Jim Cren. Jim Cren, no restrictions on the Sideshow Network, brought to you by Beaver County Auto, right there in Beaver County and Chippewa Constitution Boulevard, and we thank PJ and everybody at Beaver County Auto. Get out there now, you'll get the best deals in Pittsburgh in the area, in the tri-state area. Start off the new year with a new car. Also brought to you by the Prime Core Group, Pittsburgh's corporate collection agency, we're here at the Talent Network Studios. We got Josh Folio, we have Wayne Wow, Frank Mergia, Dave Settlemeyer, and in studio Mike Wysocki, and we have uh, Mike Sasson and Terry Jones, the usual suspects, my partners in crime here. And it is football is is all about. It's all about football right now. So football's in the air. We'd say right now it's uh, it's it's exciting as of, as of this taping. We're right before the wild card game, so we really don't know the results. The, the full disclosure. And right before the national championship college so, football. Yes. So, so, yeah, so we don't know the results. So we just, but we do want to give our theories. Now, Now this is a nice thing because we can give our theories on things. And then by the time this airs, things will be done. And, and they'll say, you guys really don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that Leave team's not even team. in it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Except Mike Weissot. Mike, you're a pretty good sports guy. <laughs> Terry, you're smart. Mike, you're all, actually, all three of you guys are much smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, Pretty wrong, much wrong. everybody knows I don't know what I'm talking about, so it doesn't matter. But uh, we're talking about the, the you know, Denver Broncos, Peyton Manning, 90 years old, still throwing. still de- Not a Peyton Manning season, but he gets the first round and a bye coming up this weekend, right? It's it, He definitely gets the first round. Well, so as of this taping, he will have not played, right? Maybe. Wayne, our, what do you think? <laughs> Wayne, you the calendar? Will he have played by this point? Because if the – if Bengals beat Steelers and then Broncos lose to Oakland. Then maybe the Bengals could be the two seed, which means the Broncos could be the. Oh, so there's still a chance that they won't. Okay. Broncos will never lose to Oakland. Watch, watch, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch, watch that happen now. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wade Wilds first. So they lost Wilder. to the Rams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's the first one. Yeah. We're taping, Bro- we're taping lose this all show. Possibilities. We're taping this show because I'm going to be out of town in Atlanta. So just so everyone knows, we're taping this particular show. I'll be out of town in Atlanta so ahead of time here, so just so you know. But anyway, Peyton Manning, man, he's, he's – do you think he has to win another Super Bowl to be deemed the greatest quarterback ever? People yes. argue about that all the time. Yes. You do? Mike yes, Absolutely. Absolutely, because yeah. to me right now, he if I were to put him in a category, he is the greatest regular season quarterback in the history of the sport. But that big asterisk, those all so the I playoff. Dis- I disagree with you. I'll tell okay. you why. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> that was funny. I'll tell you why, Mike. I, I, he won a Super Bowl MVP. If he didn't win an MVP, I'd say greatest. I'd agree with you. But because he won a Super Bowl MVP next to his name, he just, that day that he beat the Bears, it just went out there. As far as him, you know, he's the greatest quarterback. To me, it, it well one well I don't know about the 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 greatest. To me, Elway might be the well. To me, better. that's what you're. It, the question Joe Montana is, I, is yeah. yeah, or Tom Brady who beats it, Manning all the time. If he <laughs> yeah. wins a second Super Bowl with the Broncos, then you could make the argument greatest quarterback period oh, ever. of all time. So I see what you're saying. Okay. So, but if I you're, your if, point. but if he never wins another one, then I say greatest regular greatest season, season quarterback. But he would not be the greatest quarterback. I would say a Brady. Somebody of that say ilk. Brady or Montana. I mean, if you want someone to win, I think the, the, just I think Big the Ben's playoffs in that, are different. He's, he's getting in there. He still has some time left. But, I mean, the postseason does count. That's what separates, you know, the good from the great. And, Marino, I mean, though, Eli, would, would Eli Manning's won two the, Super Bowl MVPs. Exactly. Two Super Bowl MVPs against the most difficult team yeah. in the NFL I don't, both times. Uh, one was undefeated. The other one was... If it wasn't for uh, Eli Manning, Tom Brady would have five. I don't Which think... Crazy. Here's an argument yeah. I have against this now, as far as player. We're seeing, like, greatest players, right? Individual players. And I agree. Playoffs and championship count to a certain degree, obviously. you got to win rings. Eli Manning, who do you want? Who's better? You had a team. You're building a team. In his prime... You could have Eli Manning or Dan Marino. I'll take Dan Marino every fucking yeah, day. Yeah, me too, yeah. But no Dan Super Marino Bowl has no Super Bowl. No right. rings. So, Eli, on that so sense. So, if I had to build a team, I'm going Eli because this dude kills in the postseason. I mean, he's just proven that twice. I would go Marino. Mm-hmm. But Marino, it could be argued, didn't win because he was on such shitty teams. I mean, these teams maybe wouldn't be 500 teams. He was so talented. Okay. He made them, got them to the playoffs. They never had defenses. They never, you know, things. Okay, then, Jimmy, Terry Bradshaw, Dan Marino. For me, I take Marino every day. Really? Really? Over Terry Bradshaw. And I love Brandon, I love Bradshaw. I'm a Pittsburgh guy. Marino's a, a Pittsburgh guy. Yes, yeah. he's a Pittsburgh he he guy went to too. Central Catholic. He's <laughs> he more to Oakland Oakland kid. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Oakland guy. I don't think I was supposed to tell y'all that. <laughs> Someone told me that story. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's rumors. Yeah, that's, can we cut that I've out never, of this? Yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> First time I've ever heard that one. But right. Larry, I know, Larry, right? Yeah, really? You heard that rumor. Yeah, he's right. Larry's brother. He's Larry's brother-in-law, Larry Richard. You know, on KDK every Friday and eight mm-hmm. to nine. He's Larry's brother-in-law, uh, and he says he's the greatest guy, man. Huh. I believe down it. Down to earth, good guy. I believe it. it. Gives a charity, helps out people. But, but I just, man, when you watch film of tape of Dan Marino, there was a thirty for thirty on ESPN, and they had Marino to Elway or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Europe, yeah. all the quarterbacks. Yeah. You watch those. Just watch the old tapes of him throwing. I have. you will you will mm-hmm. sit there and go. I'm sorry, you put him in the Denver Bronco offense right now. It was cool that watching. Peyton's him. in. You know who's, who can. Stop. That's who I think Manning is like because they both they never get sacked. They have that just quick release. I think they're very similar. I think there's always comparisons. Like I think back in the day you had Marino and Montana. Today's version of that is I think Manning is Marino and I think Tom Brady is Joe Montana. Montana, yeah, good job. Good, good, that's good a good point. analysis. Really Here, good here's analogy. Steve Young. Once had the best analysis ever on guys like Peyton Manning and. Maybe Marino, if you think about this. But he, the point he made was to Manning. They said, why can't he win Super Bowls, like multiple Super Bowls? This was before he even won one Super Bowl. I, but I remember this. Steve Young said that when you get into the playoffs, he said when you're in the regular season, you have game plans, 
you plan, you follow the game plans. These guys can follow the game plans. They know how to read defenses. They can get to their second, third reads and all that stuff, and they, they execute. Now, you get to the playoffs. He said there's an added intensity. Everything is just up one notch. He said the pass rush is a slight, he said, an ever so slight bit faster. So he said the pass rush is fast. He said, so you have to have quick feet. He said not necessarily be a running quarterback, but you have to have quick feet. And if you look at Peyton Manning, that's what he's pointing out. Look at Big Ben. Quick feet, moves, gets out. Steve Young, moves, gets out. Super Bowl rings. Even Eli can move a bit in the pocket to mm-hmm. move around. Didn't he move to throw the ball to Tavid Tyree? I'm just saying, he. you remember that? He slipped out of the – Bradshaw moved. They all moved. That is key, yeah. Peyton Manning stood there, and he showed – and he was showing film. And young. Seattle just engulfed him in the Super Bowl. That's a fast defense on that team. And it gets a slight bit faster than the playoffs. And if you're not – quick with your feet he said you're kind of like frankenstein back there and you're just and if you think about it every time they would get to him maybe just a hair quicker than regular season yeah. and he'd rush the pass just a little bit yeah. and they say it throws him off just enough yeah. i thought it's a brilliant and analysis being able to run like that look at the ones Steve that have won like russell wilson i mean he can move a little bit aaron yeah. Rodgers, breeze they've won super bowls not especially fast or anything no. but can get out of the pocket they where, have fast feet exactly where manning kind of like that with marino like they wait they they hold the ball for like one point one two seconds and it's released. Well, Marino yes. had <laughs> yes. Marino had very good feet. The problem with Marino was no running game, shitty defense. Right. You know, There's he was he, the problem with almost Marino was the fact that he was so good that he could will his team and and win enough games forty five you know thirty five in the regular season to get to nine shitty to ten teams. wins. Yeah. So they'd mm-hmm. get in the playoffs, but they'd be the twenty third pick. They'd never be able to get that dominant pass yeah, rusher. They'd yeah. be able to get those guys so that they always were. It's almost like if you it's like with the Penguins, the best thing the Penguins ever did was stink to, enough to where they could get Flurry, Crosby, Malkin. The worst thing you could do is just be mediocre. So you're getting the yeah, 14th, so getting 15th those, pick yeah. and then you just stay mediocre. Like if right. you ever look at like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers through those years in the 1980s, they rarely had like the first pick. They'd always have like the eighth pick. They'd be good enough to not get to that to that one in fifteen or that that yeah. two and fourteen record, yep. so they could get that special quarterback, special you know wide receiver, special defensive player. You have a good point. It's yeah, a, yeah it's uh, it's very interesting. I, I think Eli is a great quarterback. I don't think he's in, even near Peyton now. Even with he could win nine Super Bowls, I still don't think Eli could be near Peyton. I don't think he'll ever get. I don't think he'll ever get the shine that he'll that I feel like he deserves. Who, Eli, uh, Eli, because of uh, his brother. Because he looks. I mean, he's almost a statistical aberration <laughs> yeah. that he does that well. To me, Manning's kind of like one of those. To me, he's in the in the slightly second tier category. He's Eli. He's Kurt. No, Peyton. He's Kurt Warner. He's Brett Favre. He's put up a lot of numbers. One, one, they've all won one Super Bowl. Right. All great quarterbacks. But I think, I mean, to be truly great, I mean, I think the elite are, you know, Montana, Brady, Elway. I would take those three. Because yeah. of the rings. I mean, even Because of the ring and, yeah. and statistics. I think, but, yeah, I mean, to win adversity. a big game, yeah, yeah to win exactly. an adversity. Peyton shuts down when it gets tough. Well, Not- you got to remember, as you said, like what Steve Young said, when you're in the regular season, you have a chance. You can always be like, all right, guys, we lost. Next game. Don't worry. Right. We got this so next slightly game. Slightly not as much pressure. Slightly. You, but when you're in the postseason and, you know, Mike, you know this, when you play football and you're, you in, the, and and you're in the playoffs, that's it. That that one 
game is it. That's the difference between you ever coming back and playing again, or that's the difference between you going on and having a legacy or whatever it may be. So I, I feel like that's the same thing with what goes on with the playoffs there. I mean, that's what makes the elite quarterbacks, the Terry Bradshaws. Like, I would take a Terry Bradshaw over Marino. Bradshaw I know doesn't Brad, get enough respect. He, get he enough won respect, two. He won two Super Bowl MVPs, too. Two. And, a, and, and threw a fourth-quarter touchdown pass in every one of those games yeah. when the game was still in doubt. Peyton's exactly. never done that. No. Peyton's never I give him that. Yeah. Marino's never done Bradshaw, that. oddly enough, because the rest of the team was so good around him, I always think Bradshaw kind of gets chipped. Yeah, you know, they never throw him out in the top ones, but you no, because they had such an elite team. You know, yeah. you know who hates this art, hates this whole conversation? John Madden, Cooper Manning, poor <laughs> 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 fucker. You hear about his two brothers, who's Cooper. greater. You know, poor Cooper sitting there. I'm gonna count, motherfuckers. It's not even as good as Archie. Yeah. Still better than Archie. Archie's the third best. Archie, yeah, Archie's the third, but Cooper's fourth best. Even Cooper's fourth best. And even the mom has a Super Bowl. No. <laughs> <laughs> the mom could throw better than Cooper. Super <laughs> Bowl? Cooper. Look Poor at Cooper, this man. dish I just made. Yeah. Macaroni yeah. Even the mom. Tuna salad. Now, you know, it's funny when you talk about, like, these teams drafting, right? The saviors and the numbers were drafted. From what I've seen so far this year, and this will be the last one. You know, I want to make the whole show football. From what I've seen this year, I think to me, Johnny Menzel did not impress me in his two games. Oh, it was so fun watching him hand the ball off to nobody. <laughs> did you see? They made a funny meme where they said uh, Johnny Menzel hands the ball off to Monty Teo's girlfriend, girlfriend for six <laughs> yards. <laughs> it was the funniest because when I first watched the play where he turned, yeah. where his running back was not at all, and tried to do I a play action. I just I was like, yo, what the fuck is he doing? For as much shit as he's causing the offense, I mean, just that you know, oh, the hype, PR every, and the hype and stuff. Every year, I don't think he's the man. every year. There's some quarterback who does great in college, and right. then the NFL scouts say he's too short, he doesn't have the arm strength, he's not going to do it. And 95 percent of the time, the guys right. who get paid to scout NFL players are right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are there people who sometimes go through the cracks? Yes, absolutely. But the men who get paid to do this are typically paid, and they're right. That's amazing, yes, though. Isn't absolutely. It? I mean, they, this mm. team, they, 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 they can't get a quarter. Cleveland is. I mean, I'm happy. Believe me. I'm first round guy. Obviously, it's the first round curse. They guy, can't. But the first round, they just they everything just, they do turns they to just shit. Fuck up that quarterback. <laughs> At position. least Testaverde was decent. Yeah, he was. Kozar. They, they haven't had. Yeah, yeah, he didn't say anything. He just Kozar looked at was me. pretty cool. Here's yeah. the here's the thing about the, the Browns you can't like get a quarterback. <laughs> Browns can't get a quarterback. Mm -hmm. um, the Bears. Oh my goodness! When was the last good quarterback they had? Well, they, they've spent all this how, money on Jay Cutler. How did Cutler screw up like that? What happened to Jay Cutler? I don't he know. went to the Bears every year. <laughs> he went to Chirac every year. <laughs> he took over the legacy I, of Rex Grossman. It's yes, just, it's been an it's been Wait, an did you read? There. Did you read that story? I follow the fantasy football thing yeah. every year. I'm thinking Jay Cutler's going to have a great year. Draft him, I get screwed. I didn't draft yeah. him this year. But I don't I know what's, oh, what no, story on Grossman or on Cutler? On uh, Grossman, did, did yeah. the uh, few he weeks turned ago, down the Browns. Few weeks ago. The Browns uh, offered him to to come I didn't play <laughs> play for a week. Okay, meaning that I read statistically he would have made fifty five thousand dollars to for do a week. a week's what? work uh, for a week's yeah. work. He yeah, just no? to hold a clipboard and say, "Come on, guys, right. you can do it." That's eight thousand no? dollars a day. Uh, yes, Why yes, would, uh, yes, exactly. Would, they they broke it down. Um, he said no. Uh, listen to this. He said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do it this week. My family and I were in uh, Florida." 
nice. Par- Paracel. <laughs> oh, that's so how know, terrible is your football you know, team? You know why? How much money does Russ somebody. Grossman have? He signed a deal and made eight million a year for a few years. That's yeah. why yeah. he can go yeah, fucking Paracel. He got some money. Yeah. You on He's cool. He got money. He made eight million a year. He's yeah. good, man. You know what? Is another quarterback though that I remember a I'll friend of mine who's a Scott said he was good back in the day. He was getting, Kyle Orton and Kyle Orton now in Buffalo has kind of researched his career. Not a bad. Not a bad game manager. He's I a remember, game manager. I remember his day. Yeah. I remember one friend said he's a good arm. I, I watched yeah. it. I, he's not a bad arm. He's not too bad. I don't know if he'll be there next year, but it's this interesting year where out of nowhere this guy, you know, played. You know, as much as we love to but just analyze love, all these I love this. I know I can talk about football. At then. the end of the day, the NFL is just about do you have a quarterback? If you have a quarterback, you have a chance to win championships. That's if what you it's don't. all about now. I mean, I'm an offensive lineman. I'd love to talk linemen. I'd love to talk yeah. all yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's the quarterback. If yeah. you have a Peyton Manning, you have a Ben Roethlisberger, you have a chance. Yes. If it's Kyle Orton. Ben is our guy. Ben gives us a chance, man. Yeah. Anytime you got Ben, you can you can win. Absolutely. Right? You're right. It's a great point, Mike. Hey, by the way, since we're talking football, I joined FanDuel. It's awesome. Go to FanDuel.com. Use my, my code name, Kren. I know we do the ad all the time. But FanDuel's a lot of fun. I mean, pick, pick your teams and. Obviously, quarterbacks are the most expensive. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears a little bit here, uh, just to change some things up for the show here for everybody. How about Honey Boo Boo's m- mother, June, Mama June, was offered a million dollars to do a porn movie with Sugar Bear Ugh. by uh, Vivid Video, the head guy, something Hirsch, his name is. He offered a million. She said no after a few days went by. She said no. And they're countering it here. They're they're going to come up with more money. They want to. They want her to do this. They so really want to see her. They think there's some. There's got to be a price there for Mama June, even though she said she won't spread them. <laughs> so that's her words. I bet somebody pay for that. Somebody would pay for you know it. The line at the oh. dollar store would be like Black Thursday, be like or Black Friday, whatever it is that day shopping, right? <laughs> the dollars would be crazy if that comes out. Is are they are they paying her that much because they have to pay her by the pound? I mean, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Well, I don't know. This could be this like could be lunch huge. meat. Yeah. <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Wear on the thing. Yeah, huh? that's fucked up. This could be like Kim Kardashian's superstar, whatever her movie was. Oh, with Ray, Ray J. J. Kim, Kim or K. Brandy's little brother. Ray Mama Ray. June, except uh, Mama and Sugar Bear. You know when they when they have orgasm together, they they probably scream, "Get her done!" It'll uh, <laughs> <laughs> be like Titanic. He'll be leaning in the front of her, King of the World. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring fried chicken into my love, like no, <laughs> no, no, she will. Oh, God man. bless her. Uh, Animal Plan will do pay per view. She's so far. She said no, but but they're coming back, countering. You know, eventually, if they come with enough money, she'll say yes. Right? Million? Maybe hope, she's like I hope million. No, a million ain't enough to just two just, million. Just, may you know, she just, may get out the old Mama June lingerie. Yeah, oh, I dip myself yeah. in ranch. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, got, it's got. Yeah, she's covered her whole body. I picture. I picture her with uh, lingerie and her whole body covered with cheetah dust. Oh, uh, huh? Cheeto dust. <laughs> you can't stop. Cheeto dust. Yeah, yeah. You can't just have one. Just get one. Cheeto dust, man. You ever wrestle a mama bear? Sugar bear's going to be there. The bursting bear sex tape. So, so, all right, here's another weird story. There's a a few good stories there. Uh, Safety board in South Dakota are in hot water. They they had to pull this ad campaign. 
they had. It's called, <laughs> this is true, right? Wayne's lap. It's don't jerk and drive. So the safety board in South Dakota comes up with the same Don't jerk and drive means don't jerk your steering wheel while you're driving in the snow or bad weather, inclement weather. Mm. And I guess it's happening a lot there for whatever reason. So they decide, this Ben Clingston guy, Ben Clingston <laughs> Mulgar guy, who's the head guy, decides this is the campaign. Don't jerk and drive. Now, the people on the committee, they get the double meaning, right? Uh-huh. He goes for it anyway. I don't think he did get it, even though he claims after later when they go, what the fuck you doing? Take it down. He claims. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I guess. I don't think he did. <laughs> no, he did. This is what he said at the press conference when they, they stopped it. That he, he actually comes up and goes, ladies and gentlemen, the jer- d- uh, don't uh, jerk and drive campaign is stopped. We are, we are yanking the campaign. We're yanking it. You said we're yanking the campaign. We're finished with it. Yes. <laughs> We've cleaned up afterwards. <laughs> they spent their entire budget on that. They spent like the year budget was on this whole thing, man. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Not the jerk your wheel. God. What yeah. are they for a carjacking campaign? <laughs> no. Remind me to uh, open up a um, that's amazing a deli and yeah. do the no beat your meat. That's uh, right. But that's just yeah, nobody this beats our meat. Employee, no one man. beats our meat. <laughs> like that'll that'll be the slogan. You can go on television. Terry Joe's nobody beats our meat. <laughs> and there, right. Yo, that would be awesome. Not, another another crazy story. This is this is kills me because we, we love bigfoot we talk about bigfoot a lot on the show a woman in louisiana has claimed that she raised a baby bigfoot now the funny thing was the person doing the interview for this magazine and it's online magazine they talked to her as if it's a 60 minutes interview that's my favorite thing about it so the woman in louisiana who raised the bigfoot raised the bigfoot from like 1968 to like 1978 or whatever, it's like you know, it's like a mm-hmm. there's like a ten ten year window or something. Yeah. So when she saw Bigfoot, it was like a defenseless baby Bigfoot. Oh, I bet it was cute. Yes, and then, <laughs> then at some point, like after ten years living with her, she she let it back into the woods. Like she, it was old enough then to fend for itself. She so she, <laughs> but she claims that she. Raised Bigfoot. She tells everybody this, talks about it. Here's how I call bullshit. Okay. Bigfoot would never live in Louisiana. That's too good. <laughs> it's warm. It's it's, got, no, so you're you, covered you in hair. Yeah, you're true. going up north. As a hairy man myself, yeah. I would never live <laughs> in Louisiana. Are you serious? Well, you know, she did find him defenseless in, in like a, you know, in the woods, maybe the parents left them and they, they went back north. They were going there they were visiting. Mardi Gras? They might have been down there visiting. <laughs> yeah, they might have been visiting. No You know? She, she left it. Yeah. And she doesn't know what happened to Bigfoot. She has not seen Bigfoot since she let Bigfoot. He hasn't written or called or no. <laughs> thanks the, for raising writer, me for 10 years. No, the interviewer asked for pictures. Do you have any pictures? And she said, no. Big feet don't like their photo taken. It scares uh-huh. them. Uh, them and Sean Penn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she never, yeah. That deal, that deal, big foot. My favorite. So she has no proof other than. Other than her <laughs> saying. That's why I'm like, how the fuck this lady get it? Is she Creole? Is she Creole? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or is she Cajun? Here's the best. I'm not sure. Doesn't say she's, what if know, she's Cajun like Gambit? But she, but she had, uh, my favorite thing was she said Bigfoot talked. Like would say some words. I believe it. Uh, she, that he picked up, and I don't, he loved <laughs> tomatoes. <laughs> and, and he would say, he would say, "Love 
this was his words. And she, this is the lady tell, talking. She goes, he'd say, love, family, and then tomato. That's how she said it. And I'm thinking, so hey, that sounds like a bad rom com. I yeah. I thought it sounded like the, the next ad campaign for the fucking Olive Garden. <laughs> it does. I was gonna say Bigfoot's right? Italian. It's an yeah. Italian yeah. Olive Garden. I would go. I want to go. Where did hair come from? If I saw the ad, <laughs> love, <laughs> family, tomato. He, he, he's Bigfoot, a hair. He's a hair Italian dude. Yeah, we're going to. It's getting caught in his chest. Bigfoot <laughs> is writing hey. ads for the Olive Garden. That's what we find out. What happened? That's a that's a right? that's a Saturday Night Live sketch bit. The um, I don't know why Bigfoot Bigfoot ad campaign. Yeah, the skit writer. Love family. tomato family. <laughs> <laughs> let's try that again. Every that's that's all he ever suggests. I like I, know, got, I like American our, Airlines. <laughs> love tomato family. Hey, I like I love lady family got tomato. Hey. Hey. He's got a big hey. foot. Hey Joey, tell us a story. <laughs> I was raised in Louisiana. <laughs> By this lady, all right? <laughs> she thought I was Bigfoot because I'm hairy. What are you going to do, huh? Hey, make good gumbo. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was 16. She leaves me in the woods. I said, hey, yeah, see you later. I'm yeah. Bigfoot. See you later. <laughs> got back into Newark. Got, I'm here. What do yeah, you want? Yeah, yeah, really. I, got, I got in a bus. I'm up here in Newark. Went back to Maine. Oh, shit. Yeah, I was baby Bigfoot. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you going to do? Woman could cook. She, she said that, uh, yeah, she... She had his story is fantastic. She dined with other big feet too at different times in her life. They, like there were other big oh, feet. That, God. Yeah, that came to her like house. His cousins and stuff. It must have been like by. relatives or whatever. Well, yeah, family is important. Families, but love, family, tomato, and tomatoes. That's yeah. what it's all about. It yeah. really is. So I, I just thought that was that was great. <laughs> do we do mental evaluation? Feel good story. <laughs> I know that's what it, I'm thinking. Where the fuck this? This is like this lady. This guy could have went to Western Psych and did this interview, right? This Yo, seriously. Although I've been to a Bigfoot convention, I can imagine this lady will have a book deal and be speaking at the next Bigfoot, Bigfoot convention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But at least we found out Bigfoot. Why there's no pictures of them? They don't like cameras. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Go. Who knew? You yeah, you can get these uh, these stores like on BuzzFeed and all these stuff. You know, so cameras no tomatoes. Yes, it's on the <laughs> yeah. At least I found it. I found that on the internet, so you Camera's know you know bad. it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Camera bad. Family tomato good. Tomato good. <laughs> Tomato, very good. So not good side. N- n- it's a sad story. Three mines. They had a big cutback in SeaWorld, and they said the last three mimes there, because they had. I guess there was three mimes left that got, got fired, got laid off. They had cut back. Wait, wait, mimes. Three Why mimes. Would mimes be a, a fish. They were at zoo. SeaWorld. They were at the SeaWorld. The mimes were they like mimes, left. mimes. Like mimes. They, mimes. Yeah, they were like spe- mimes they, from they, Paris. They, they were speechless. French mimes. <laughs> <laughs> mimes that be I in the that. park. I don't know. Yeah, mimes at SeaWorld. No more mimes. No more. <laughs> but there's a mime union, and they're fighting it. How about that? Did you there's know that? Qui- that yeah. would be that. the quietest protest ever when they yes. when they strike. The mime strike must be unbelievable, right? <laughs> it must be wild. A very quiet. What? Man beating another man in a knee with pipe. Very uh, good pantomime. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, boop, they do a little thing crying. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Cross the picket line. Hit him over the head. <laughs> I want to be a mime. The mime now. union, yeah. The, the mime union, apparently not very strong because yeah. that, that they can't fight it. They're getting... We can't be silent anymore, people. The mime <laughs> union said... Yeah, the mime union announced... We've been three, abused 
for years at SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, they cut. We've never said a word. <laughs> first, first cutback, and these three mimes are the first ones laid back on this cutback. Honestly, you got to be if you're if you're in SeaWorld, you're in the corporate audi- offices, and you're just like, okay, what can we cut? Everyone's just like mimes. We can cut the mimes. Cut the mimes. They're scaring <laughs> children. <laughs> you know, for a couple rounds, a couple rounds of those cutbacks, they said, you know what? You can't cut the mimes. They're union. They can't. We can't mess with the mime union. <laughs> the United Mime Workers Union. You can't mess with <laughs> the United Mime. mime workers. Larry Richard actually said that line to me. Left so United <laughs> Mime Workers. You can't mess with the United Mime Workers. Poor mimes. Poor mime. Well, that's what I thought. No too. respect. They get no respect. None at all. Well, where <laughs> the fuck are you gonna go after that? Become a drunken clown? What do you do? What if the one of your mime at SeaWorld? You lose your gig. It's probably. What if it paid great? What if the coal miners actually like like they went on strike and they went, yeah. Oh, we found another union and they accidentally got the mine union. <laughs> <laughs> There's a parakeet flipping out in a cage and shit. That's part of the pantomime parakeet in a box <laughs> falling over. We have a I just I said <laughs> the poor mimes, man. It's, poor mimes. Yeah, mimes, mimes get kicked. Mime is money. Mime is money, my friends. Yeah, did you that's, see that's that? just fun that fascinating. Did you see that weird story um? Uh, was it uh, Wayne? You might be able to. Yeah. Was it in Florida that the that they fought the Satanic uh, Temple fought to have their holiday um, display? Arkansas. What was this now? Well, you know how the, the kids make holiday displays and stuff, and you yeah. know it's like kids paintings and and they make mm-hmm. these the panoramas and all this stuff. Well, the, the Satanic Temple was like, hey. We want to put our stuff in here too for the holidays, and they fought, and they finally got a chance to put it in there. Good for them. There you go. Satan continues to rule. Yeah, right. There's like flames in like a scripture, and it has like an angel falling into the flames from the sky. Dreaming of a satanic (laughs) Christmas. Satan rules all over. <laughs> that doesn't have to be on here. I just felt I just felt like talking about it. Football is satanic Christmas. <laughs> Bing Crosby and the holiday show. classic We're... Satan's Christmas. <laughs> oh man, God well, hates me. I... <laughs> if we got out of this foxhole, we're gonna worship Satan. <laughs> Then there's, mime, there's mimes in the background dressed with devil ears. Where mime is money. Devil mimes. As Billy Crystal said. Mimes. You know, it's, well, we're, we're entertainers. I feel bad for the mimes. They have nowhere to go. They're, like I said, they're speechless walking out. <laughs> yeah. I got a question. Is there they any. Do? They can't become. They, there's no mime open stage to even go there work isn't. out. No. What are you going to say, Terry, about the mimes? Open mic mimes. They just there's talk. No open yeah. mic. Yeah. They can't work out their gig. <laughs> I wonder, no, I, what if mimes steal other mimes? I was about to ask. We were about, <laughs> we were I wonder talking, if clowns or mimes on, get on pissed. Mike. Like, yo, you just stole my rubber chicken ass. <laughs> I am the man in the glass box. Yeah, with the you know really. Oh, walking in that. wind. That was me. <laughs> I originated that. <laughs> they put up a clip on YouTube. Them doing it like two years earlier. You're a fucking hack mime. mime. That has been done for years. Yeah. You mime uh, fucking thief, man. No mime. You'll, you'll never work in any world. Yeah. <laughs> You're a thief. Not Sea World. Not Water World with Kevin no. Costner. No yeah. world. In the, in the yeah that <laughs> that mime is like the mime's mime. Yeah. <laughs> is that a comics comic? Yeah, the mime's mime. What if they have a mime's yeah, mime. Yeah, the Louis C.K. of mimes actually talks. <laughs> yeah. That's how that's how weird he is. Yeah, he's so yeah he's so alternative. <laughs> that he, he's so hip. He talks, man. He's like, dude, he 
fucking talks, yeah, man. Nah. You gotta see it. Tar- yeah, and his he tells interviews. you what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a box. I'm in a box. I'm a man. I'm a man against the wind, dude. Yeah. I'm tired of these old mimes not getting it. Alternative mime. I speak. I speak for the mime generation. Mime. The mime, mime generation. My mime. generation of mime. I speak for my mime generation, man. These older mimes are just—they just don't understand me. Yeah. I'm pulling water up a well. Yeah, catch fuck. my yeah. Buy, <laughs> buy, buy my mime show on iTunes now. You're a recorded. Hack. You're a hack, kid. You're talking. You're a mime. Damn it! I remember when I would mime at the Copa. <laughs> at the Copa. Oh, what God. am I, a piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> stay quiet, old man. I might. Well, we were we were just saying. Terry just went through this whole thing where you know we all have gone through where somebody's taken material and it is kind of cool that you had your time stamped and that's just it. Yeah. You know, so it's, it is good to get your material out there and, and get it on some sort of record because it happens a lot where people just take material and just they take it as Jack theirs, it. man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I believe in time stamping. I mean, it happens the, to the mimes. It happens to the mind. That's <laughs> the best. Of we mimes. don't have a united mind working union. Nah. Well, the the cool <laughs> the cool thing about now, I think the cool thing about now versus what when like you know you were doing starting comedy back then. If someone stole your shit, you really couldn't really prove it too much unless no. it was on an album or yeah, something. You're right. It was all word against your word against their theirs. word. They could just lift it, man. People did it all the time. And now, I mean, even with specials mm-hmm. and stuff, you see people they, that'll take like routines off someone special, but. Yeah. Um, which is timestamp, but I think it's cool for like us the upcoming guys who are dealing with stuff because we have like YouTube. You can upload your act, timestamp it. That's what's have great. It private or untitled, where it's no hard. one sees it. But um, you know what though? T- it's it's hard to steal, but at the same time, it's easy for the other person to just go. Oh, I thought of it too. I guess they could say that bullshit too. So yeah, that's they, the hard thing about it. They definitely can. Like I'll give you an example. There's a comic uh, when we were in Cabo. He has a bit that. Uh, I had a bit that was similar and we never saw each other. It wasn't a situation where someone mm-hmm. took it, you know, New York guy. But, uh, what I was like, I was like, Oh, well, as funny as that bit is, I just got to let it go and let something else come mm-hmm. because you don't want to be that yeah, person. Your, that's, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Jim. Yeah. Fisher's not gonna tell you oh, no, what were you going to say? I was going to say T one thing is I would it, like, if they take up, I've had many bits, I've you know, been taken, right. But I also thought, well, it's, you know, it's kind of cl- could they have thought of the same thing, possibly, whatever. Yeah. But it's when they take specific things that it really would hurt. Like for instance, if they, what if somebody, you know, took the altar boy story or something like that? That mm-hmm. really happened to me. That I worked at the craft end story becomes a signature thin piece. You know, you have pieces that are signature pieces that take yeah. took you years to develop. That may be a sl- part of your life, Mike. That why you kicking yourself bit or something like that. Mm-hmm. What would you do if you saw someone doing that bit? Or version of it, I know, right? I know. I know. No, yours time step. You were on Arsenio, so mm-hmm. it's, they can't do it. But there are other bits that we all have. Mike, you're working well, on bits that well, happens too fast. That's the thing that was I, I hear comics like because that's a debate of like, okay, put your stuff on YouTube so you can you know get audience. But on the other hand, if some comic in L.A. sees it and starts doing it in L.A., then all of a sudden, if you ever go out to Los Angeles, oh, that's Jeff Rogers they, bit. Exactly. It can't have it But like you said As long as you can go back to the Well that's true Mike They could still argue that Because they could throw it on YouTube The next day possibly or something. But still but, the timestamps Because the time still matter Because when you The bit that was taken Maybe could be Well it's on YouTube it's From very 2011 personal, But it seems like it's part of your 
character of who you are. Right? It, I mean, it is. Know you. So, so that's what's weird. When someone takes part of the character, too, that you're working on a little bit, that's the thing that's kind of strange. I yeah, mean, it wasn't people. like a general topical joke that just happened. Where you could you could see someone have something similar, something just happened yeah. in the news. But, but when it's his, like, the, his jokes is kind of, a, it's more yeah, personal. I mean, it's yeah, more I mean, apparent. I think everyone, yeah, everyone here has seen the video. Yeah. Stealing is... Okay. Oh no! Go, ahead. go to. Yeah, I was saying? just going to say everyone here has seen the video. I got to show Mike Sass and Wayne. Did did I email you the video? Uh, I have to send send it to you. But I made a video just to cover myself, just in case you know I am doing this bit out of town and somebody goes, "Yo, I heard that bit on you know something. this album," mm, and right. I'm like, "No, you didn't, because it was here first in 2011." Mm. You know what I mean? Just in case I do want to. But do the funny thing is, does that still? Isn't it a no win? Like, let's say, for instance, a situation you put something on YouTube, a comic from out of town does it, you go into that town. Even if you could sit there and say, oh, it was my bit first, if that guy's been doing it for six months to a year and it becomes identified with him, you're still not. I mean, can you win that argument? No, yeah. It's hard. Well, I'll tell you what, it's it's hard to win that argument. The the thing is, I remember opening for work with Jay Leno a couple times and we were talking about that he said you can write them he said you gotta write them quicker than they can take them so in other words the idea is to become you know get to know you get your character together like yeah. a Louis C.K. and all these guys and then just write them quick just write your own stuff over and over mm-hmm. and I guess there's nothing you can do about it it's nope. been, been happening yeah. forever but if you have the ability to write and continue to write then you'll be able to just produce more material the person taking they gotta live a different kind of life because they're gonna have they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be asked to write equal to that caliber of what they took and that could be it's a pretty high caliber because it's something that you somebody worked on for a long time and they just come in and lift it so now they do it so then the next thing they're doing well and people are like well that's funny yeah what else you got and they just they have nothing now what do they do at that point the anxiety it must be a, a horrible place I know, to be. They just go watch more comedians. And yeah, I mean, I know that's about crazy. It, 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 it becomes, kind of becomes a problem. Yeah, where they start to do that poaching. It, yeah, there's a policing. Go- there's a, there's definitely a policing going on though in that in Los Angeles. I know that for sure. When I got there, you can't get away with that very much. No, really, you can only well, for the a certain amount of time. In, in this scene, definitely yeah. call you out real quick. Yeah, they, they should. I like that about this generation of comedians. Mm, they yeah. do call you out for the most part. I like that. Because you, like Christopher Titus said when we were recording a few months ago and I brought this up mm-hmm. before it went public, um, the, the, the thing he said was just, I mean, he was saying kick their ass and all that stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the type of guy Titus is. Yeah. But, you know, he was saying that that's a part of our soul whenever we write that. So, like you said, the Alter Boy is something that you grew up doing. It's my story. I mean, yeah. even remember when Absolutely. we when Nicotero was de- Frank Nicotero was dealing with that situation with the guy on yes. America's Got that's Talent. That's things I was thinking of, yeah. You know, he took As a that, signature piece he'd done since I, he was a kid. Piece. I remember seeing him do it the funny bone. And it, it kills. Yeah. And he, he got a chance to do it on Ferguson recently to kind of timestamp it and yeah. kind of be like, yo, fuck you. This is my bit. Yeah. But, I mean, when you really look at it, it's it's kind of crazy because that if that guy would have got away with it, if Nicotero wasn't there and then saw it on TV. That would have been horrible. It could have been something where this dude would have been big. He might have had 12 other people's routines. This guy might have been going all over Texas. It's usually some sociopath that's going around jacking jokes. And True, they don't have any conscience. Nothing. Stuff. They or have no conscience. They don't care. Something's happening where they... Oh, yeah. Well, I think... People, you know, no, go well, and I think people need to understand, like you talk about Jay Leno, he talked about his act. He goes, you got to remember, if you're a comedian... Your act is your product. It's what you, it feeds you. It it, it pays your you, car bill. It's what it you takes pay. yeah a long time. And like like Terry was saying, there's a certain amount of like sociopathic kind of behavior. Because I there was a I told this on. I know I apologize uh, to our listeners if I told this 
for uh, I think I know I did about six months ago, whatever. But there was a joke uh, I wrote. It took months and months. It was about it was a simple premise where I said you walk out after shopping for two hours in a mall and you go where the fuck's my car? So I'm gonna get a laugh. And I was a kid. And I was like, no, I'm and I was and I worked with Jerry Seinfeld a few times, in for you know a few weeks at a time. I remember he came up to me after we were writing, you know, kind of going back and forth these jokes, trying to figure. And he goes, Malzheimer's, Jimmy Malzheimer's. I said, oh, that's brilliant. So you mean I come out of the thing and say, where, instead of saying where the fuck, the fuck, I go, I said, Malzheimer's. Okay, so gets a laugh and doing it I did it for months I come to Pittsburgh I watch I'm watching an open stage night with six comics one comic this dude's supposed to be an alternative comic or something alternative to fucking making money and getting laughs alternative <laughs> comic is I know exactly and, and who the he comics is comics, no no this guy's not even doing comedy oh anymore. I thought it was no, the no, one guy ago. that took no, it no, okay. well no that guy you yeah, know that guy took yeah, that, that guy, guy took many things yeah. off me and, and, but I walk up to this guy and I go hey that's, that's my joke and he looked at me and goes uh he goes, nah. He said, stock, man. <laughs> That's stock. stock. No, the guy you're talking about, too. Yeah, he took the same thing. I did this joke. It was a stupid reference. It made no sense at all. There was a show called My Three Cents, which was in reruns at the time. In the, yeah. It was in the 80s, man. And, and I'm talking to get last. It's some of these weird glasses. I use this joke. They look like, you know, you look like you look like Ernie Douglas. Why it got a laugh, I don't know. But I'd use it as a go-to <laughs> thing for some, whatever reason. If my shows, I'd go to somebody in the audience and I'd say, again, this guy takes it. I t- the exact line. And I go, what are you doing, man? That's my line. He goes, ah, oh, it's stock. <laughs> oh. So I'm thinking, yeah, as I hear that joke now, it's like that guy's stock is the best fucking right in comedy, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know we covered a lot of this with Titus, but still. But you, see, up you see those guys' careers. Couple of guys here These guys' careers this. are not going anywhere. They don't go anywhere, even if they get far. If you're a it's scumbag, scary when, it's scary when they do though. That's a, you know it a little is. bit. But anyway, go ahead when, when you're a scumbag, it only goes short term. You might be winning for a couple years, and then mm-hmm. eventually you will lose forever. And and then you look at the people who do put their heart and soul into it. Uh, you know, like yourself, you've been doing this uh, for years, and and you have longevity in your career. You look at somebody like Chris Rock who has longevity in his career, Dave Chappelle, and then you look at the people that are considered joke thieves, and their careers did not go far. Even you know the whole situation with Bill Hicks and. It's a good point there. You know what I mean? You write your own material. If you write your own material. I, I, I try not to name drop too much on no, it, but you know what I mean. If you, write your own, if you write your own material and you do your own thing, and, and you know, hey, I don't make the money. These guys, but hey, I got decent money. I tell you, if you write your own material and perform, you're right. You can make a nice buck yeah. doing stand-up. You can create an audience and build an audience because the audience knows. They knows they know what you, the idea and Chris Rock. Remember, I sent you that. I, I emailed you that uh, that, that interview awesome interview yeah. on Chris Rock. Chris Rock said a great thing about your congregation is your audience and everyone listening right here. That's we're connected. Whoever listening right now, you know, we're connected. We've been connected maybe maybe most through the radio through the years that I've been in the morning. Maybe now they jumped on after and we're now new friends. But we are really friends. You are connected to who's listening to you and 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 it's, so it's my obligation to write material to do my best to make that you laugh make congregation because it's you're right it's the guess what we're doing inter- we're twisting inter- and they're yours too we're all together obviously it's our, it's our it's our group now but but uh the point is as long as you're true to that congregation that your your people they people get they're, it's transparent in other words let's think of what i'm trying to say people it, could tell when is. you're bullshitting they can tell mm-hmm. when you're phony they could fucking tell man mm-hmm. It, well, you have—that's what it's about. You built respect with that those people, like you said, and those people love you and they they do respect you. And that's like the situation that happened to me. I didn't say anything over months, yeah, and people 
all the comics in in this city and a lot of comics that that uh, respect me and that know me and that I'm friends with that just shows the difference between having respect and just being a uh, attention whore and you know the respect that I got was people were actually calling the dude out by name I didn't say anything mm-hmm. then they were posting my name with it which is why <laughs> it caused more of a conflict mm-hmm. I made a video of it side by side just to protect myself so I can do the routine if I want to but it's one of those things where like you say when you build that respect people do love you for it they respect you for it and they'll have your back yes, versus you having it, yeah. somebody's back they'll read through the lies and the bullshit yeah. and that's why I like Joe Rogan is so respected because people respected the fact that he did stand up to somebody in that situation so i i don't know yeah like you said I think there's it, a difference yeah it's it's it's, it's there's there people can see through the bullshit so it is best to do your own thing and and, and create your own original thought in other words that rather than steal because i agree i haven't seen thieves really get too far even the people that that we read about or hear about and i mean Mencia was famous for that, I'm sure, right? We know that. Yeah, and we it, know. It, it isn't going, he's not selling a significant drop-off. I mean, yeah, he was in town off. a few months ago, and Different. anybody comes out for it. So, yeah. So, you know, the yeah. idea is to just do your own thing. That, yeah, that's, you got to you gotta stay stay the course and, that's, and do what you got to do. That's what the and lady the in Louisiana told Little Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before he went out into the woods, she said, do your own thing and be your own bigfoot be your own bigfoot yeah be your own big be your own bigfoot and that little bigfoot is charlie sheen <laughs> which is adorable hey everybody thanks so much for listening to the show we appreciate it is jim Crenn, no restrictions on the sideshow network thanks for listening hey everybody it's jim Crenn of jim Crenn, no restrictions i just wanted to take the time out to thank you for listening to the show We have a little over 100,000 subscribers now every week listening to the show. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or JimCran.com and subscribe today. And thanks again. If your business, whether large or small, is in need of commercial collections, choose PrimeCore Group. PrimeCore Group is a Pittsburgh-based corporate collections agency. Now, if your business is owed money, PrimeCore Group is there to help you. On a contingency basis only, PrimeCore Group will recover what is owed to you in a professional and trusted manner. Contact PrimeCore Group today by going to primecoregroup.com.